Hello. How you doing, George? Hey, I didn't know if you could hear me or not. I hear you now. I was going to tell you to start singing, you know, just so I, I knew if you heard me. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to hear that? Uh-oh. <laughs> Thanks for coming through on uh, Mind Your Biz. Yeah, no problem. So we want to mind your biz and hear about what you got going on because you're doing some really great things for underserved communities, college students, a whole lot of good things. And this is definitely a good place to share that information with our audience. Yeah, I'm just trying to do my part, man. Trying to leave a better, better world than when I came into it. Man, that's beautiful. Been trying to make an impact. A lot of people forget about that. They just kind of do their thing and, and forget there's just more... There's more to do, right? Yeah, it's definitely more to life than just making sure everything is about you. That's right. And going to the, the Cheesecake Factory and going to Disney yeah. World. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love, I love the Cheesecake Factory, though. Me too. <laughs> That's right. So you, you spearheaded this. Um, I think really? we, we got to wait for one more. My business partner, Tracy, is supposed to get on. All too. right, Tracy's coming through. Good. How y'all doing? How you doing, Tracy? Welcome to Mind Your Biz. Okay, nice to meet you. I nice. love the name of your show, Mind Your Biz. It's so awesome. Oh, well, thank you. And, uh, and uh, happy belated Woman's Day, right? International Woman's I Day. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. I keep saying that. I am a woman. So one day? It. Just one day? Come on. Come on now. Tell me, because I don't think I got your name. What's your name? I'm Evan. Evan the Biz. Uh, also Evan the as. Biz. That's right. I love it. I you love call it. me the Biz. Okay. Call me Evan. Whatever is clever. I like the biz. I like the biz. That's it. George, what you gonna call him? You gonna call him the biz? Yeah, I call okay. him the biz. <laughs> All right. I gotta earn that, right? You, I gotta earn that. <laughs> Look, you got us on. You earned it in, in my book. <laughs> there it is. Thank you. So yeah. both, both of y'all just introduce yourselves and tell us what you're doing and how you're just really making a great impact for the underserved communities and um, minorities and, and really giving people some inspiration and hope and, and kind of giving them a little guidance, which is what's been, uh, you know, really uh, needed in these communities. So just tell everybody about what, what you guys are doing. You know, my name is George Lynch, former NBA player, graduate of UNC Chapel Hill. I had the opportunity to lead Clark Atlanta men's basketball team in 2018 and 19 season. I was there for two years. And while I was there, it was the first time that I had the opportunity to spend time, not just on a HBCU campus, but seeing how HBCUs work. And it was a great experience for me. I had the opportunity to be the head men's basketball coach for two years there. And the young men and the students that I came across on campus was unbelievable. They were very appreciative for the opportunity they had as student athletes. They were thankful for everything my coaching staff shared with them as far as on the court, off the court. I had the opportunity to play at the highest level at the University of North Carolina. You know, they call it a blue blood where resources was unlimited um, as far as athletics. There was not much that we didn't need. Uh, there was not much that we, we wanted for. Like I said, the resources and the experiences that we had at the University of North Carolina was unmatched. Actually, I had better I had better experiences at the University of North Carolina than I had with some professional NBA teams. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. We stayed in we stayed in five star hotels. Wow. We ate at five star restaurants. We traveled like five star athletes, and you can't say that about most NBA teams. But anyway, having the experience to coach at Clark. I also saw, I wouldn't say the negative side, but I was you you can say that the lack of resources that most HBCUs around the country have. And spending two years at, at Clark, 
it opened the eyes for me. There's more than more to life than just being a coach, being a professional athlete. So I wanted to make sure that my civic duties were fulfilled. Having an opportunity to give back to HBCU students, to give back to the student athletes on those campuses. And that's kind of where Tracy and I started HBCU Heroes. The goal was to level the playing field for not only just student athletes, but all students at an HBCU. A lot of times, you know, at most HBCUs, uh, the students qualify as, you know, need-based students, you know, where they, they, they depend on some type of federal aid grant financial assistance. And a lot of times their programs are under-resourced because they don't have the, the ACC, the Big East, the Pac-12, the, you know, Big Ten conferences where they, they generate a lot of TV dollars. ADs on those campuses are trying to split pennies. And a lot of times the alumni are not in situations to support their schools. I think the annual giving while I was at Clark Atlanta, it was less than 7%. And the endowments at those campuses, if you put all the endowments of all the HBCUs together, it's probably not $500 million. And at HB, uh, a PWI, like a Harvard or UNC, their endowment is in the billions. And, and it makes a big difference on how a campus can operate and, and more importantly, how athletic program can, can operate. And that's where we came up with HBCU Heroes. You had athletes like Steph Curry, Charles Barkley, you know, Shaquille O'Neal giving back to, to HBCUs. And we wanted to make sure that anyone, no matter what the amount or what type of give back, whether it's financial, time, resources, that you can be an HBCU hero. You don't have to be the, the type of donor that gives millions of dollars. You can give your time, you can give your resources, your connections, anything like that. Those students on those campuses would we, we we greatly appreciate something like that. Well, that's great that you're bringing awareness because I don't think most of the country knows that unless they're, you know, someone's on the inside like you've been. So you're really exposing something that it really isn't just common knowledge. You know, it's just the kids going through it and kind of getting swept under the rug and not really getting the resources and the rest of the world doesn't know. So I got to appreciate what you're doing is you're really putting the light on this uh, because celebrities, while they do help, we need more than that. You know, we need regular people to expose and help. And I'm glad you came here because if we can just reach out to just a few more people, that's, that's that's something. And um, so we appreciate both of y'all and, and the organization. You know, a lot, a lot of little people can do a lot of little things that add up to big things. And that's the message, I think. That's what I'm getting because I didn't know about this problem. Yes. So I'm learning myself and, and I'm learning with the audience. So so tell me, um, what do you find? I mean, what's really going on with these students that are not getting the resources? What's the reality what really happens to some, you know, some student that's not getting the same resources as the bigger schools that have the big money? What's happening to them? Well, it affects everything. For instance, um, we're actually doing a, um, a get that job back career. I mean, get that job career fest with Verizon this Friday. Um, and the reason that we're doing that is because we recently were tasked by a company that they have over $7 billion in investments that they manage and they were looking for two HBCU students. So we sent out throughout our ranks and we said, hey, we wanna get two HBCU students. It's a virtual internship, come on board, you know, for the summer, you got the hookup, right? Well, when George and I were looking at their resumes, 
um, a lot of them started out with working at a fast food chain or working in the mall. And, and as soon as what we were trying to tell them is as soon as someone who's at that level looks at this, you're going to be discounted because there are students at PWIs who obviously have had several internships already or, you know, their daddies have resources and connections and networking and their daddy calls Bob over at this other Fortune 500 company and Bob gives them the hookup. These students, a lot of times, are first generation. They're um, going to college. Their parents don't have corporate connections and neither do they. Um, they're coming from a place where career readiness isn't necessarily something that's already built into the system. And now that we're in COVID, a lot of students aren't even on campus this year. So they may, may have had opportunities to be, have resume writing web uh, workshops prior to now. But because they're not on campus, this has been that kind of gap year if you will, in a lot of areas where they just, they don't have the resources, they don't have the networking. Um, they don't, they're starting from behind and they're starting in a place where technology, there are tech deserts across America in Alabama and other places where kids don't even have Wi-Fi to get on computers to do digital learning or to interview virtually for a corporate job. They don't have computers. A lot of kids, as I'm sure you've heard of this, they, they went home and, and were sent home for distance learning and didn't even own a computer. Or they have three, four, five kids at home and they're all sharing the same computer for schooling. So all of these things are what we try to help with. We did a, a computer drive to give away tons of computers to HBCU students when COVID hit because we knew that if some kids might fail, they may fail out because they don't have tech, they don't have computers. So we just try to fit in and, and get those gaps filled where we can. Um, there are a lot of them, but in, in our minds, like you said, everybody can be an HBCU hero. Time, money, resources, we do what we can. Well, that's a beautiful thing. Um, I love that idea, how you got a big dog like Verizon to open their doors. So now our, our, our objective is to use our resources to, while we're doing esports and, and all these job fairs, to network with corporate partners who will pick up the phone when we call and help fill that diversity need that they are looking for. You know, that's the other challenge. You know, a lot of people have, who do I give resources to when I go to an HBCU campus? A lot of the HBCUs are so underfunded, they don't have people answering the phones. So if you don't have people answering the phones when that big donor calls, you don't get fed. And that was part of the challenge because if you don't have the resources to, to hire staff to take donations or hire staff to answer the phones, respond to emails, a lot of times you miss great opportunities. So you're trying to develop a hub with your establishment so you can kind of be the middleman and help funnel the resources to the right places. Exactly. Yes, we're, we're because of our esports and uh, and our job fest. A lot of students on HBCU campuses have been, you know, reaching out to. Them. I guess we have that chocolate covered broccoli, which is esports. That's what our brand strategists tell us all the time. You got that chocolate covered broccoli. Mm -hmm. Kids will reach out. And then while you have them hooked on the esports, you introduce them to job fest, career opportunities, writing resumes, and you build that relationship. And that's um, that's how it's um, it's come about in full circle for us. That's a great idea. What, what were you saying, Tracy? Because I know you got gems for us. Well, uh, 
<laughs> Thank you. So exactly for us, um, we started out as, as being a, a conduit, if you will, for Clark Atlanta men's basketball team so that George could get the resources he needed for the team. And then as COVID hit and as um, so many other things happened and we ourselves, um, both of us went to Carolina. So I think, you know, we our experiences prior to now have been homecomings at HBCUs and hanging out and freak Nick and all kinds of things like that. Um, CIAA, we had necessarily been inside so that we could see what was happening. And so for us, you, you know, we we thought we were just doing this one little thing um, so that we could raise money for the for the Clark men's basketball team. And then it just blossomed into so many other things. And George and I are super excited about the esports thing. We're like kids when it comes to the esports thing. Although, George, I, I have to say in our last esports tournament, George played against Atan Thomas, who's another <laughs> NBA veteran. And a ton was talking crap, oh. just smack. He was going to George's butt. He was going to do it. all this. And he, it's changed some. You know, George can tell you when I when, when you were started playing, George, what was it like? Yeah, um, you know, I grew up in the 80s. So, you know, they had Tecmo Bowl, Nintendo, Atari. <laughs> it was just a joystick, a joystick and one button. Then Nintendo at the max had three buttons. <laughs> and now these games. Controllers nowadays got about twelve to eleven buttons, and I'm, you know, so my son had to give me a crash course on how to use the thing. So, so we say that all to say, even though Atan and his son have been playing for a while, G Lynch is very competitive. He came on up in here and brought it home for HBCU Heroes. But even those, so we we use our esports um, to give money back as well. So we give scholarships, and then there are a lot of HBCUs that are trying to get into this billion dollar industry. So um, we give George played that game. You played for Cheney, right? Was it Cheney? Yes, Cheney University, right? And Atan played for a time used to play for the OKC Thunder. So he gave his um, his contribution back to um, University, right. And so what we do any way we can, any way we can get in, fit in, whether it's a gateway to the esports community, whether it's, you know, esports labs, um, esports camps, whatever it is that we can do, even this career fest, our goal is to always be the conduit and to do the services that we do because with our, our I would say resources, George being in the MBA and then me doing marketing and, and um, celebrity social media, we do have a lot of people who are rooting for us and, and can lend their, their voices and hands and money and efforts. So we don't let any door go closed. We, we try to, you know, we always say a closed mouth, don't get fed in the biz, right? So, so we keep those doors open and we ask and people are willing to help and we, and we utilize those um, those that money and the resources and we leverage that to all of the co the programs we do. Oh, that's that's a beautiful thing. So, what has been one of the I would say the biggest challenge in your mission that just keeps you know the door keeps slamming just so we can bring awareness to maybe this problem just so we can build just some more camaraderie get more people involved. What is the the biggest? Obviously, we know money is a challenge and resources, but what's something that maybe we wouldn't expect is a challenge that really is? You know, that's a good question. Um, for me, I would say probably having enough manpower to get things done. So for it's, it's George, myself and our brand strategist Kwame Jackson, who also went to North Carolina, but he, you may remember him. He was the first runner up the year Omarosa 
the one on, on The Apprentice. So he has a Harvard business degree. And so us, between the three of us, we basically manage and oversee every aspect of all the tournaments and all the, you know, we do a lot of live stream events. We did the marketing last year for the HBCUs for John Lewis, Good Trouble, the film. Um, we've done a ton of campaigns and we've partnered with a, a lot of different organizations to just, you know, move the meter. And for us, it's always, you know, we, we work 15, 16, 17 hour days to try to get this done. And, you know, I hear that there are people out of work and, and volunteers that would like to help. But for us, we seem to not be able to. And I think it might be also because we're not out anymore. Like, you know, when you're able to go to dinner or go to events and you're always meeting people, we haven't been able to do that in a year. Mm -hmm. So most of the people that we know are people we knew in in 2020 that I guess before January of 2020 because we're just not meeting people um, on site and so our volunteer pool, if you will, is low. Um, the great news though is we do have our digital media fellows program, which is spearheaded by um, students from all over the country that are HBCU students. So they help us run our um, our social media platforms. They help us run campaigns. They help us do a lot of different things and we pay them stipends to do it because we know in college even $50 is dink gas you know and it, every little bit helps but if I were to say one of our biggest problems it's like sometimes we might need just one flyer made and we've got to call all over to get that done or you know getting a marketing deck done or um, things like that would you agree George or would you say something different I think it's the manpower everyone needs manpower <laughs> I, feel, I feel like so <laughs> So how, how, I mean, I feel like a lot of people don't realize that, you know, they, they think, oh, you know, I'm broke. I don't have money to give. I'm not going to be helpful. How do you really reach out to people and let them know that just showing up or just making a flyer online, making a posting, making some content, you know, getting some content creation. How do we get more people involved like that? Because I feel like, especially now with COVID, there's a lot of people sitting home, not doing much. Come on, wake and up. I, and I would say they're probably not doing much. And a lot of times I think people in this stage might feel like, and I don't want to do anything because the world has gone under right. the handbasket. And, and it's psychological, I think. Um, for us, this may surprise you because a lot of people are surprised by this. We've only been, uh, HBCU Heroes is a year and a half old. And so we've done like five esports tournaments, of, you know, a couple movie campaigns. Um, we've done so many things, voter drives, all kinds of stuff in our year and a half. But again, we are soldiers and we, since I believe, and, and we haven't had, like we've both been homebound and, and so has Kwame, since this happened, we've gotten more done with ha not having anywhere to go <laughs> last year and a half. <laughs> we maximized. I mean, what you doing Saturday at three? Nothing. So, okay, let's just work. And so we've actually been able to maximize on that front and get so many things done. A lot of people think we're uh, like a lot older um, than we are in the in the um, business. But for us, I think we really probably have fallen short on on getting that message out and asking people to help us um, volunteer because maybe I think because we don't know, you know, 
person to person how to reach out and do that. We have put up, sometimes we'll do ads and say, hey, we're looking for if anyone wants to volunteer. Um, but because they don't know us, I think that probably is a, you know, it's a barrier sometimes. No, I, I agree. And um, I mean, what if, what if you give them some incentive? I feel like you guys, you know, you guys offer you know, scholarships, you have some programs where you're getting big companies to hire these underprivileged students. I mean, what if you put them in a pool where in order to be a candidate of these rewards and a candidate of this help, they have to sign up and they have to volunteer and put a minimum of X amount of hours in. I know it sounds cheesy, but it sounds, you know, people I think today need incentives, you know, some Uber Eats Mm -hmm. coupon. Something uh, to get him up out of the bed. I know. Yes. <laughs> yes. Something. You remember that model who said that one time, unless you pay me $10,000, you can't even, I won't even get up out of the bed. <laughs> exactly. We need- we need an incentive. We need to yes. incentivize. Yes, we 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 um we are actually been talking about that very thing and, and how we maybe put that together going forward, especially now that uh, the vaccine is coming out in full force. And I believe in a little bit. I don't. I know no one knows the time of the day, but in a little bit, I think we'll all be back out in the world again. So, um, and then we we won't have this same problem because we just seem to. We're always going to events, just like we ask people to come and do our events. We are always getting asked as well. To come speak or to come to other events where we always meet people who want to participate so i think it's just been the covid year but for covid right yeah it's like oh i mean (laughs) besides dying and getting sick it's it's just made everybody lazy you know (laughs) (laughs) if i ain't sick i still don't want to do nothing right that's how it is it's crazy Mm -hmm. but like you said because i might get it right oh i don't want to get sick then i won't be able to get out of bed and do nothing (laughs) it's crazy it's crazy exactly we got to unite more people and people got to know you can't just get a handout you gotta you gotta give you gotta give before you get and that's what i've been trying to preach to a lot of people and that's why i'm doing this is really just trying to give back and show people that you know you don't always have to be selling something you got to give become a value in this world and then good stuff happens it's just it's just a byproduct of of giving, you get back. But a lot of people don't know that. And so again, you gotta give them incentive and you gotta, you know, I'm trying to get a lot of interviews with people to, to share their stories. So people understand when you give, you usually do get back. Besides, you know, emotionally and mentally feeling great, there's usually a great return on giving. Mm-hmm. And that's what we try to preach here. Well, the bits, can I tell you one thing about George Lynch? I'm going to, I'm going to, he, he's so humble. He's like the humblest guy I've ever known. And probably the <laughs> he will never toot his own horn. I am the other hand and very different, but I will toot his horn this time instead of my own with G Lynch. The thing about him. Okay. Obviously he went to Carolina. He played in the NBA. Um, he, he is such a humble person that even during the year, when he was co- the years he was coaching at Clark, they didn't have um, they had one washer and dryer at the school in the athletics department. So he would take those boys' uniforms home, or young men, I should say, take their uniforms home to his house and wash those uniforms and bring them back to school because they didn't have. And then we finally raised enough money from our nonprofit that he was able to go out and buy a washer and dryer so that everyone else could use them too because all the teams had to use it. There's I mean, he would take students home for Christmas break. When, you know, for me at Christmas break, I want to be like COVID. I want to eat, lay up and be fat and happy. Uh-uh, not G. Lynch. G. Lynch was taking those kids home for Christmas. If they didn't have a way to get home, they didn't have airfare or wow. bus trip to go back to where they're going. 
and he would take them home and make sure they had Christmas meal and get them fed. So I was so mad when we, when he first got the job at Clark and they did the press conference, someone, it wasn't Clark. I don't know. It was a press reporter or somebody. They actually stood up and said, so we know you played in the NBA and we know that you went to Carolina, but what experience do you have at HBCUs? You know, checking him for his black card. And I was like, this man here, y'all don't even know. Like y'all don't even know who y'all are dealing with, with G Lynch. Like he, he came in there and nobody knows he does all this stuff, but in he didn't he doesn't even do it because he he wants the reward for it he does it because it has to be done that's just who he is um but but when i when i see his spirit and and what he does a lot of what we get back in hbcu heroes is because behind the scenes george has for years people can't tell me all the time you know when i was 15 i didn't have a way to get to school and i saw mr lynch driving down the road and he picked me up and took me to school and then he kept taking me every day or whatever like he always does these things for kids without anyone being known and and it's it's one of those things where when you look back a lot of people don't even see steps that we take as an organization or the steps that he has taken individually to start this but we do get it back full fold you have to give you got to be a, a person who walks and who talks the game because otherwise people it does it shines through either way and his is one that he is very true he's a real one as they say i'm glad you tooted thank you trace i'm glad you tooted for him because i, I didn't pay, i didn't pay her to say that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's gonna beautiful. Put the check in the mail. That's it. You know we can't see each other because of COVID. He's gonna put the check in the uh-huh. mail. Uh <laughs> huh. Write the check. Cut it. Cut a check. Yeah. <laughs> but no, you had me at dirty laundry. At dirty laundry, I'm good. I wouldn't I'm have like, done it. You and me, Ben, we would not have done that. No. Nope. Mm mm. Hey, Biz, you got. They gotta look good to play good. That's man. right. That's what they say. You're right. So, I had to keep them clean. <laughs> well, wow, that's a beautiful thing. And and you know what? You're inspiring me to want to help in some way. And, you know, all I got right now is my yapper. I do a lot of talking, but I do a lot of a lot of giving, too. And I developed a um, a covid disinfectant sprayer. All right. To keep schools and facilities safer. And I've helped out a lot of schools and colleges. So I want to be able to donate to some of your colleges that may not have that in their budget because these sprayers are very expensive. They run between a thousand and two thousand dollars. So I want to be able to help. So I'm not just talking. I want to be a doer and a part of, you know, your cause and some of the facilities that you help represent. Well, we would love to put that together with you because I tell you for these are things that people don't think about. And as we come back online, like everybody's online right now but as you come back on campus and and these students and the schools are coming back one of the things that is always being talked about is how to keep people safe and i know that we'll be able to figure out a way where you know some of those campuses because there are some college campuses the hbcus george right like wiley college is it like a thousand students maybe it's very very um yeah yeah some schools yeah, yeah that, i mean even morris brown is just opening up probably don't right have- yeah they, they, they're very, they just got reaccredited. So I'm sure that we could um, facilitate the relationship so that we could, you know, make this, a re- that would be on our end. Thank you so much. And, and doing that with us to be a gift to another school and help them out. Cause that's what we do. We're the facilitators. So we would love to do that with you. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Any, any schools that really need it, I want them to be okay. safe. It shouldn't be where all the privileged schools can afford, you know, they bought a dozen of these sprayers and all the underprivileged schools don't have any. So why should, 
should they be exposed to more danger because they don't have the budget, right? So definitely keep me in that loop because I want to do my part. And, and if it could just protect just a few people from getting sick or dying or bringing it to their grandparent, I'll feel good about that, you know? We feel good about that too. I had to tell you, it's so interesting. And when you look at the news now and you see, even with the shots, the vaccinations being distributed, how the underserved communities are the last to get the shots. They are, there just seems to be red tape and trickling down. And I even know they were saying, and I think it was New York, where they said some of the boroughs where there are predominantly minority communities, the, the, the people that are coming from Manhattan and other places and taking the slots that would have been reserved for those minority communities. And so it's trickling down. You asked us that to begin with, like how does it affect everything seems to affect everything. Like minorities are getting more devastated by the virus and yet minorities also are not getting the shots enough. They're not, the sprayers that you have at your disposal, they're not able to provide those because they can't afford them. It is it is a, a circular type thing that it just seems to, um, that's why people like you and people like us, we got to do everything we can to, to do our part because it, everything affects everything, good and bad. If we do good, it will trickle up and, and help in other ways. So I'm happy that you're you're able to help us with that. Yeah, you guys are inspiring me. It's like when you see good people doing great things, you want to be a part of it. And that's the way it should be. So I want to be a part of that in some way. Well, you said it on air, which means now you're going to help to be a volunteer with us at some point too. We got another volunteer, George. I'm in. I'm in. I'll do my part. Hey, what part of, what part of the country are you in, Biz? New York. All right. Oh. So you know about that then. I know yeah. all about yeah. it. Yeah, all mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's something out there. So, yeah, we're, we're going to keep you in our loop and, and, and put you on our mailing list. And, and every time that we need something, you, we're going to text you and say, hey, Biz, Biz. We, we need a little something, something. We, and ours again, manpower. Sometimes it's just like, can you announce this on your show? Anything like that is helpful for us, especially, you know, as we continue to do these events, like we have that one Friday, we're also doing a career fest in May. Um, for us, it's always about getting the word out because we just want to help people be able, HBCUers particularly, to be able to get that leg in and get that, that the, you know, get up, get up the ladder and, and do what you got to do. From there, they can, once they're in, I feel like they can, they can do what they got to do. It's just getting in the door a lot of times, and no matter what industry, is the hardest. I mean, I'm sure even for you, like media, for, you know, George playing in the NBA, it's just getting your foot in. And once you get your foot in the door, there you go. You're absolutely right. It's that one shot and so many privileged people get it. There's nepotism. Yeah. They became the star quarterback just mm -hmm. because they were somebody's son. The good old boys club, just having that, that money circle. So you're absolutely right. No one gave me that chance. I felt like I had a fight and claw and mm -hmm. I was always getting kicked down. And you're one of us. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you give certain people a chance, it, their whole life changes. And yes. I'm really, I just, I know these job fairs are, that you're doing are really great. And if you can line up those those big companies, because inclusion is becoming a very important thing, and corporate America yes. is starting to realize, like you know, if you don't get 
get down with this, then right. you're going to be excluded. And we're checking. Like, we're checking. And you can't just say, oh, we're going to put $20 million toward, towards what exactly? Because we're checking to see, are you hiring the PWI students, that Black students from PWIs who are already at the top of their class? Or are you really going down into the hood and saying, listen, we want to get some underfunded community um, you know, activism up in here? Um, I'll tell you another thing, too. George, I'm just tooting your horn all over the place. George, when I say you're one of us, George actually, you know, his family was not wealthy when he was growing up. He also lived with his coach. He moved and he went to a boarding school. Is that what they call George boarding school? Am I right? Yeah, well, it wasn't actually a boarding school. But it was Flint Hill Prep. I actually moved in with a family that kind of took me in for a year and a half while I was attending the school. So he's one of us. That's stuff that happens when you see people on TV and you go, oh, they probably had it. And no, George, um, his uncle went to Shaw University, which is an HBCU, and his uncle wanted him to play for an HBCU, but the HBCUs didn't recruit him. He was all American, was already, you know, when he was in high school, he was a McDonald's player, all that stuff. But the thing about it is that his he had to do what we did. He needed that shot. He had to, to go not stay with his family, go move in with another family that took him in so that he could go to that school mm. so that he could get the step that he needed. He wouldn't have maybe gotten it in the school that he was at. So he, he is, the reason that he does those kids laundry and all that other stuff is he was that kid. Right, you're a testament, yeah. You and me still aren't going to do laundry. The Viz, we're not going to do laundry. I'm but not. I'm we're sorry. happy that George is able to do I'm that. sorry. I'm going to send it to. I'm going to send it to GL. I, mean, I, got, I got some laundry for you, Mr. Lynch. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming in a big barrel. Right. Yeah. Hey, you got to be able to score twenty and ten, though, man. You got to be a double double. That's right. <laughs> Damn. Oh man. But this, this is great stuff. I'm glad you, you brought this awareness here. And anytime you have an event, make sure you come through here and we'll blast it the best we can. I'm down to help any colleges that need this disinfectant sprayer and mm -hmm. even the education of how to keep their colleges safer. You know, we usually charge for consulting and all this stuff. I'm, you know, this is going to be, this is just for me, you know, whatever That's they need. Amazing. Yeah, I'm going to do that. And I even got a program that I'm starting uh, with Mr. Cannon. Yeah, I don't know if you know Nick Cannon. Um, yeah. All right. So his, so his dad is getting involved in being a part of this this um, disinfectant spraying business. And we because can Nick went to Howard. Didn't he just graduate from Howard? He's an HBCU alum. Hello. There it yes, is. Yes, yes, there it yes. is. So we'll get him involved because he's also got some boots on the ground that help spray out these facilities. Well, we need it. We'll take it. That's fantastic. We will take it, won't we, G. Lynch? Yes, we mm -hmm. will. And we'll pump you up too, give you the pub whenever we're doing mm -hmm. stuff. And George will do your laundry when it's done. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I like my 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 college starch. Can you? you he's from New York. <laughs> That's it. You like your jeans? You got a crease in your jeans? Yeah, like yeah. all day. Crease, crease, crease. <laughs> no, man. you guys are great and um, I'm just appreciate you and a lot more people should appreciate what you're doing and you're brand new a year and a half, but you guys definitely seem like your vets and really pulling this all together. So we appreciate you in the Mind Your Biz family and I hope everybody listening gets involved and volunteers your time. Mind Your Biz followers, please also follow us on social media at HBCU Heroes. We're on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn at HBCU Heroes. And our website is hbcuheroes.org. Not .com, hbcuheroes.org.
because a lot of people make that mistake. Thank you well, there so it much. Is. We want to come back, don't we, George? George and I love minding our bids. We, we want to mind your bids with you. We like. Yeah, that's, that's 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 a cool name, man. Yeah. Hey, I love minding. I love minding people's business. You know, I want to get in. Yes. And, and learn about things. And, and that's what makes us all greater creatures, man. When we learn about other people's businesses and organizations, I mean, it's just part of growing as a person. So thank you for coming through and uh, blessing us uh, and making awareness to your cause. So yeah, come through anytime, any, any, um, events you got going on we'll blast it of course and i'll you know i'll i'll come through wherever you need me if you need me to just yap to some of your um, yes. your kids i'll just yap that's what i do best or maybe you can be a speaker on our next um big we would love that because we want to make sure that our our may event is may 14th and it's called secure the bag job fest because we know we all got to secure that bag when we're getting out of college and so for us that one we're making it where all corporations um, can come, but we want to have people like yourself who are out in the industry and who are doing different things, entrepreneurship. We want to talk about all kinds of ways to get your foot in the door wherever you can, because like sometimes before a long time ago, people say, oh, I just applied and I got the job. It's so competitive now. I mean, you might be paying 40, 50, $60,000 a year for college and you get out and still be unemployed. You got to create you got to secure the bag. You got to create something, apply more places. There's, it's all kinds of things. So we would love to have you on. You can be, bring. What do you say? You call it. You can bring your yapper skills. Bring, my yap. bring your yapper skills. That's yeah, right. Yeah, we'll That's send right. you the invite for that. That'll be awesome. I'm there. I'm there. Whenever you need me, I, I like to inspire young young people to invest in themselves and do something. Mm -hmm. Make something happen. Don't wait for opportunities to just arise. You got to make your opportunities. So. I'm Got there you. for it. Mm -hmm. I'm there for it. Perfect. Thanks again, G Lynch. Thank you so much. Uh, and, and Tracy P. And uh, everybody listening, just, you know, get down with this cause. I mean, just put a little time in, a little money in, whatever you got, and, and just help. Just be a part of it. I mean, it really does help a lot of kids getting their start. So thanks again for coming through and letting us mind your biz.